Ernest Page is with us on Zoom. Changecars.co.za is where you'll find him in between slots on Cape Talk if he's not behind the wheel of the latest release or some fast car zooming around a racetrack. Ernest, great to have you back with us again. Welcome. Fantastic to be back. And I think my friend Roscoe is a music producer, might have found the love of his life oh. in the shape of a, of a, of a 3.5 million Rand BMW, but that's another story. <laughs> uh, I'm just teasing Roscoe if you're listening. But uh, yeah, yeah, lots to talk about today and a couple of questions that uh, that need answering. So I'm ready to get to it. Yeah, we're going to start there because we did have two questions last week that we didn't manage to answer and we promised we would get to them this week. So we're going to start there and then if time allows, we'll come back to what you've been driving. Ernest, the question last week was about a Subaru. Uh, looking at the pros and cons mm. of the Subaru, uh, is it the XV or the 15? I don't even know what to call the vehicle. But the person's yeah. comment was, it seems like a lot of macho type guys <laughs> drive them. Uh, is there something about this engine that is unusual? And can you please just give us pros and cons as well as talking to its uh, SUV capabilities? Yeah, so let's talk about the demographic that drives these cars. <laughs> um, they are, they are, they're split into two camps because uh, Subaru, Subaru, whatever you want to call it, used to be heavily focused on high-performance vehicles because they were multiple World Rally champions. Uh, they were heavily focused on high-performance vehicles, and that then filtered down into the culture. Then as times moved on, they, they departed from World Rally and, and, and stepped back from motorsport and decided to focus on the American market, which is the sort of the family man, the family right. car, the dependable family car. So you've got those two camps and each one of those, and I'm, I'm speaking about my Dr. James, if he's listening as well. I just bumped into him in George with his Scooby. Yeah. But each one of those has their own very, very uh, 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 strong beliefs on the on the brand. So you bump into a guy with a high power Scooby track vehicle that's got big turbos and he's going to say it's the best car in the world. Mm-hmm. Then you bump into the older gentleman that has the XV that he uses on the weekend with his dogs and he's going to tell you the same thing. So those are the two camps that you need to be aware of. The One of them does wear their peak caps backwards and there's nothing wrong with that. <laughs> then, then if you're looking at the XV specifically, it is one of the best-selling cars in the U.S. It's one of the highest-rated cars when it comes to reliability. In fact, I think they were, they came seventh out of 30 manufacturers. It is it, it ranks within the 90 percentile when it comes to reliability. Very safe. It's got the new versions have what's called eyesight, where it actually scans the road. And uh, I, I made a video, if anybody wants to look for it, where yeah. I actually tested the eyesight system on an intern and he didn't die. So it really does scan the road and stop automatically the newer versions that is. The older versions have some small issues where there were some recalls or some very small minor issues, um, some valve train issues. But again, those aren't big major deals that will chase you away from the sale. I think an XV, if it wasn't in this country, the XV would be a bestseller. Unfortunately, it, it just gets let down by many factors, but that doesn't change the fact that the Scooby XV is a very, very good car, even if you go back a couple of years. Then it's off-road ability, just to answer the yeah. last part of the question, Subarus are extremely capable off-road cars, so there is still that rally technology that the, the rally department is still there. They're just not allowed to work on fast cars anymore. So they've mm-hmm. still put all their tech into the four-wheel drive system, the drivetrain, the gearbox, all these sorts of good stuff. So you still get a good car under the skin. Um, and yeah, you've just got to deal with the different types of fans there. 
Okay, thank you so much for that feedback and I hope that uh, sufficiently answers the question from the listener. Thank you for your patience in waiting for that answer. Before we go to the second question, Ernest, I noticed you said you bumped into your doctor in George. There was a big mm. old car show in George last weekend. I assume that's what you were there for? That's exactly what I was there for. And we can talk about that in detail next time. Okay. There's a lot to talk about because there were hundreds of cars there. Amazing. And we it was the kind of place where you can just stop and stare. Every single type of car is covered from old to new. It's called the old car show, but there are lots of new cars there. But my personal favorite, if there was a highlight, has to be the 300 SL Mercedes, which was Honestly, and I've seen many beautiful cars in my life, but this one was, it's its a—it's a landmark in design and no wonder it was voted car of the century and also one of the most beautiful cars ever made. The Ooh. 300 SL Mercedes for me was a highlight of the show. Okay, look forward to hearing more of, uh, about that one. For now, though, thanks for, for the tip. Ernest, let's go back to those questions. We also heard last year, uh, last week from a listener asking about a Fiat 500 uh, X as mm. um, uh, whether you would consider that a decent buy and what other, a used one, by the way, a decent buy as a used vehicle mm. and how it compares with other, others in its category. So the 500X unfortunately falls on the other side of that of that reliability scale. When it comes to surveys, JD Powers, and of course mm-hmm. uh, surveys from individuals as well, the X does not fare well at all. There was a 2013 recall. It's got a host of common problems, but there are still gems around. And if I always say, if 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 it's the car that you really want, no matter what I say, is not going to sway you. So if it is the car that you really want, and you're looking for used. Uh, Fiat 500X, I would say, as I've said to the last person that asked about the 500, I would definitely find the club and speak to the people in the club and ask them what their experiences are because they're the ones that have the most experience with the car. I've spoken to some people in the Fiat 500 club. They are very passionate and always willing to welcome new uh, uh, members. And at the same time, any of the myths, some true or otherwise that they think are myths at least to help dispel those. But my personal recommendation is that the Fiat 500X is the niche purchase. So it's the one that you're going to get. If you don't care what any journal or any of your family members think, you want this car specifically. So that's the only one you're going to get. Um, practically wise, it's a decent size SUV. The the, the X version is the bigger um, SUV, okay. but it's still relatively very spacious inside the, the the it's not as well appointed as certain other cars but it's the quirky stylish option if you want something that's a bit more regular you could go for a Renault Captur you could go for a Duster you could go for a Jeep you could go for the Ford EcoSport that is that category is the most busy category when it comes to SUVs all the SUVs play in that category you could get a mini SUV as well I think mm. would be the more reliable practical option versus the the X if you're looking for something quirky but again if you are in the market for an X I wouldn't recommend it but I would say speak to the people from the club and maybe ask them I could be off on this one okay that's great advice thank you very much uh, right we've got some new questions in but first let me quickly ask you about the vehicle you've been driving this last week because I know the last few weeks Ernest we've been playing in quite high-end categories you've had the opposite kind of experience this past week driving a budget level uh, sort of entry-level car is the Honda Amaze amazing no that's the question on everybody's lips is it as amazing as they say 
And what is with these cars and those names? It's <laughs> it's a competitor is called the Desire by Zuki. So is that desirable? And is this amazing? No, neither of them are in any of those. But what they are is very practical. They are the practical choices. If you're looking for sedan, uh, it's got a relatively big boot of about 420 liters, which I found quite useful. Having said that, though, you know about these Honda seats and the Honda seating configuration because this is uh, an Indian built vehicle and it's not sort of it's it's not a honda honda let's put it that way um it doesn't have the magic seats so that to me was a bit disappointing the seats don't fold forward i had some big things i needed to fit right. in there so i had to get a little bit inventive but uh, still 420 liters is not bad it's very economical smooth enough to drive the interior is basic 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 but very hardy um hard plastics everywhere but that means it's going to last you can spill ice cream there you can spill uh, milkshake it's not going to care so it's that type of vehicle um also the the pricing on this is so so competitive and if you're looking for the cheapest model which is uh, uh, um, the uh, uh, manual you can get into that for a very very decent price used models as well you can get for around 200,000 if not way way less on the older model it's been around for a couple of years but has been facelifted recently you can now get the uh, alloy wheels on the middle model and there is a CVT option available. Uh, as I said, 247000 is what they're starting at for the brand new one. But again, there are many, many reliable um, second-hand versions on the Change Cars website. And again, this is, uh, with a Honda, you know, you're not going to go wrong with reliability and longevity. So it is the sensible choice available in uh, a few sensible colors as well. Um, <laughs> definitely, I hate to say it, but it's, it's the Uber type of car if you're looking to get into that space or if you're looking for a reliable daily runabout sedan that is hard working then you could look at the desire or the alternative would be sorry uh the, this the one Amaze. which is yep. the honda amaze the alternative is the suzuki desire which is i hate to say it very similar and much the same car in many ways Okay, thank you so much for that feedback. It is one of the uh, price categories we get asked about the most. So really good mm. to be able to just give some some info there. Now, our next question um, is about Bucky's. And I know you've got some Bucky news for us, but let's start with LK's question from Belhar. Please, can you ask Ernest if he's heard anything about a replacement for the Nissan NP200 Bucky? Ah, so that is the segue that we're going into mm. now. And Mike and I have been discussing this for quite some time. In fact, on uh, the Change Cars YouTube channel, Mike posted about half-ton buckies and what's happening with half-ton buckies. And as far as I know, Nissan hasn't come up with a replacement for the NP200. Um, there's been no talk about it. Uh, as there are options everywhere with Nissan and Renault working closely together, Fiat as well in the mix. There are options, but when it comes to the replacement specifically for the Nissan, I don't think that there's anything lined up as yet. They could be very tight-lipped about it, but they'd be wise to do so. Um, the, the fact of the matter is that VW is now rumored to be bringing in a, 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 a half-ton Bucky. There's, it's, it's just rumor. There were some subtle hints thrown at this at the Indaba, uh, which I didn't think too much of it until I saw my colleagues. I got to say, I jumped on my colleagues' headline for this one. Mm -hmm. But um, there were some very subtle hints thrown around. So maybe we see a half tonner. But it does seem to be that there is a half ton uh, um, uh, market that is very much looking for options at the moment. According to a report on IOL that I'm seeing in our Nissan SA has confirmed that an immediate replacement was going to be built in Russia. 
but Ooh. it looks like those plans were shelved because of the current conflict. So there does seem to be some talk about it, but it doesn't seem like anything's come of that, especially now since what's happening. But let's hope for that VW to come into fruition because they're talking about a car for Africa. A half-ton bucky would be the perfect car to take into Africa. Absolutely. Okay, watch the space. And of course, Ernest will let you know the minute there is any news to report in that category. Okay, let's finish with one last listener question asking whether an old Forester would be a good buy as a second family vehicle. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Now, the, the doctor friend of mine that I was talking about, yeah. he's usually cruising around in, in a Forester. And anybody that owns a Forester will tell you how awesome Foresters are. So be aware that there are certain engines that you want to stay away from, especially the not necessarily the turbo ones. But if you've got a turbo one that was abused and not looked after, then yes, you might want to make sure that you check that one out and make sure that that turbo is in good condition. Speak to an, a, a Scooby expert and make sure that you've got someone to work on these cars because they are temperamental and there aren't many people that know how to work on them. But if you go back on the generations of Forester, it is a reliable mainstay car any generation that you talk about there are some good ones in the mix depending on which engine config you go for but certainly the Forester is for me one of Scooby's best cars ever made the Scooby-Doo session we should call today is mm. one okay <laughs> uh, we seem to have tackled a lot of Sabari questions but Ernest thank mm. you as always for, for keeping our listeners updated um, I'm going to finish with one back to you because I believe you wanted to tell us very quickly about a very special sound system that you've been trying out this week Yes, so I've got the uh, the BMW XM, which is the big flagship SUV. And I've got this very close friend of mine that is a music producer, Roscoe Gabriel, Your Voice Production, shout out to him. And he's never happy with the car audio sound systems that I bring around. They always says it's to this or to that. <laughs> and last night he was blown away. So we both agree that the BMW XM has now got the best sound system we've ever heard. It is frankly incredible. And if you've been, and if you're looking for a 3.5 million rand car with a, with a studio built into it, <laughs> that's the one you want to get approved by your voice productions. I'll consider it for my next purchase. Not <laughs> <laughs> it is. Thanks. Always great to have you with us. Um, next week, um, you unfortunately get bumped by the budget speech, but we look forward to that, chatting to you again happens. the week after that. I look forward to our chat in two weeks time. Chat there. And please drive safely in the meantime. Ernest Page of changecars.co.za.